What up, everybody? Welcome to the WNBA show brought to you by 265 Media. I got my dog, Kada, in the building. I'm Daniel Artez. Kada, how you been, man? What's going on? What's going on, man? Everything's lovely. Everything's good. So, you know how we do it. Yes, sir, man. We're going to get right into it. Um, Hey, got to talk about it, man. Team Team USA winning the gold medal. You know, shout outs to those ladies over there, Team USA. Um, hey, K-Dot, man, we got to talk about how, you know, Team USA, you know, having one of the most dominant dynasties in all mm-hmm. of sports, male and female, you know, winning Olympic gold basically since mm-hmm. 1996. That's what, seven straight tournaments won. Without a loss, 55 straight wins since that semifinal loss in 1992, man. Like, what's your thoughts on the, on the dominance of, you know, these women? Listen, the dominance is the dominance. Um, I, I have to give credit to um, all of the women uh, for the 2020-2021 Olympic uh, USA basketball team. They did their thing. Um, but, again, you know, the dominance is dominance. You know, seven straight. Um, in competition. And we're looking at not only history, but we're just looking at uh, years and years of just complete um, demolishing of Team USA being just completely dominant against other uh, countries. And you have to, you know, tilt your hat off uh, to all of the people involved um, from the selection committee all the way to the players themselves um, and to the coaches. So, you know, it's really not a lot to say, um, but to continue to give, um, you know, these women their flowers. So with dominance, you know, comes more dominance. So hopefully, you know, we can keep this uh, momentum going. I do kind of want to see the gap close a little bit, like like what we've been um, seeing on the on the men's side. I want I want to see I want to see that ga- that gap close a lot. So, you know, hopefully, I want to see a lot more of these countries, you know, pour more money into you know player development, player development on the women's end. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I really would like to see that. I think that um, it's been amazing. They're definitely one of the most dominant teams out there. Um, they don't get talked about a lot either. You know what I mean? As far as like. You know, what's the most dominant teams and everything. And this is crazy because the last couple of years, man, you know, when it comes when it comes to dominance and stuff, like, you know, women been holding it down. Like we got the women's national team. We got on the gymnastics side, we got Simone Bowles. You know what I'm saying? On the tennis side, we got Serena Williams. So, you know, women have been really holding it down when it comes to like, you know, their sport and sustaining that excellence. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. Um, and to be honest with you, you would think that with the um, way that women's basketball is played overseas, honestly, you would you would truly think that some of the uh, dominance would have shrunken by now because a lot of our uh, American players have to go overseas and play in these other leagues. Um, you know, we saw it. Uh, before the WNBA season came about um, in the spring where you had the Euro Cup um, with the Women's Euro League, um, there was a lot of great competition out there. And, you know, to be honest with you, you know, I would have thought that at least from a competition perspective from other countries, that the window would have closed just a little bit. But, you know, I was perceived wrong in that. And the USA is going to continue to dominate until, you know, just like you said, we get more development 
into the uh, women's side of the game. And that could be the very reason why we don't see um, a, a gap in, in the window just yet is because there's just not a care in the world for these amazing women athletes and they need to be more. Yeah, I agree. Like I, w- I always thought that, you know, China would be like a team that can be a power. You know what I'm saying? Just like how China, the country is becoming a power on the economic side. But the crazy thing about it, a lot of these countries, you know, um, they don't let their players play in other leagues around the world. And that, and that's that's the big issue and stuff. So you, you're definitely not going to get no player development there. And then as far as coaching, there's no elite American head coaches on these countries. I mean, in these countries, unless they're assistant coaches. So, you know, the, the philosophies, terminologies of, of basketball is not really being shown on that, on that, on that level and stuff, you know, and, you know, to, to my understanding, I think that when you're overseas, well, I played overseas, so it's not to my understanding, but when you're an American, you know what I mean? A foreign person or whatever in a different country, you're going to be the, you know, the star the person that's taking all the shots and you see women's basketball over there. They have a, they have, you know, more than one American and stuff, you know? So it's, it's, you know the the local players or the or the home the home country people still really not getting that type of development because even when they go across the water, you know there's Americans still dominating. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but all in all, um, I'm gonna still give credit where credit is due. You know, to Team USA because they were sheer like just straight dominant. Um, and I want to get into kind of like the players um, in this gold medal game. Um, but before we get into the players on the uh, Team USA side, can we just talk a little bit about how Japan was just raining threes, even though, you know, they kind of lost a little bit of their uh, dominance early in the first quarter? Can we just talk about that a little bit? Listen, <laughs> you can talk about the threes. I'm giving my flowers to Rui. Machida, all right? The dynamic point guard. I hope that a team pick her up right now. Like, you you know, if you watch basketball, you know what I mean, to you listeners out there, you know somebody that has it. You know what I mean? And just watching her play, I'm like, no. She can definitely run a franchise right now. The way she sees the floor and the way how she sees the game, like, you know, two, three steps ahead, you know? But Japan as a whole, like they all can shoot. You know what I mean? They're, they're not that tall. I think their tallest player is six one. Anytime they put a, a lineup out there, the average height was five nine and everything. And that was going to get them trouble. So what, what Japan did really good was that they was hitting their threes and they also was playing a health to skelter offense, you know, just running. And then on defense, they was they was pressing um, you know, 40 minutes of the game. I think um the, the first time they went up against the USA, they gave them a little bit of trouble. Until you know USA, you know size just took over and everything, you know. But yeah, Japan, man, I really, I, they really got a bright future, winning the medal for the first time in their in, in their country's basketball history and stuff, and and doing it at at um in their country winning silver. I think that you know Japan shouldn't be they shouldn't be upset, man. They they overachieved a lot. Yeah, they definitely uh, did what they had to do, um, and they were very very good. Um, just in my opinion. Uh, talking about Rui uh, Machida uh, a little bit, um, she just knows how to pro- she just knows how to probe a, a, a defense. Um, she she baits the defense um, and she knows how to make plays. One thing that didn't drop for her, which dropped for her in the first game, 
was how she was able to use the rim to protect herself from getting blocked. But Team USA, they kind of sniffed that out and uh, they, you know, game plan for that. But that was why um, she was able to get such uh, so many easy uh, layups um, in that first game. But um, the second game, you saw that, you know, there was a lot of block shots by Team USA. Um, they knew how to probe a little bit earlier. Um, but Rui, she just was still able to at least get into some of her spots and was able to make some incredible passes. Um, and her team was able to still shoot. I agree, man. Like, I was a big fan of her, just watching her play. And the crazy thing about her, like, what she did as a passer, like, it was it was like everything was always l- leading to the basket for a score. You got um I don't want to pronounce their names wrong, so I'm not gonna really say their names and stuff, but you got, you know, you got two players that could really shoot threes on that team. And then you had, you know, one, you had the big um the post player that was able to, you know, finish at the basket and stuff like that. So she had a she had a really good team, man. And um, you know, they they surprised a lot of a lot of teams. They snuck up on Belgium, got them up out of here real quick. You know, what I mean they took care of Nigeria real fast, took care of France, you know, twice took took care of France. And everything and on um, like you know what they did like they was dope and I, I i just hope that we could see you know a player like like uh, machida um you know going into um the wmb i want to see her on a team next year or whatever maybe this year maybe somebody could pick up on a waiver wire i don't i don't know her professional situation and everything but um yeah let's um move along real quick and i want to talk about uh brianna stewart man um She's really adding to her war chest of awards, man. You know, you can even go as far back as 2020, you know, winning the WNBA championship and finals MVP, you know, winning the EuroLeague championship and final four MVP or most outstanding player, whatever. Now winning Olympic gold, her second Olympic gold, and also winning the FIBA um, Olympic MVP all in a year, basically, man. Yo, KDOT, man, what's your thoughts on on Brianna Stewart, man, I think that, you know, she's an amazing talent. And, um, like, when we do our Top 25 show, which is coming up really soon, uh, like, <laughs> it's going to be hard to place her, man, because it's like the, the the accolades, the game, you know, KDI, it speaks for itself with, uh, with Stewart. Yeah, Stewie is just completely amazing, and she was even more amazing in the gold medal game. Um, she definitely proven to everybody that even after the Achilles injury, that she is completely healed. She's completely back. And I think that with this game, she showed her full repertoire of versatility. She was able to block shot. She was able to get to the basket. And she was able to, you know, shoot like how she normally shoots. So I do believe that Stewie, she has done a really good job in getting herself back into shape. And I think that's going to carry on into the next uh, wave of the season for the W. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. And we, we cannot forget about Asia Wilson, yo. She had an amazing tournament. Those first three games, KDOT, she had, that was some of the best basketball the best basketball she's played in her young career. You know, she was a 20-10 and 10 player in that pool play. She was shooting damn near 70%. I don't know why her minutes dropped in the tournament rounds, in the quarterfinals, in the semifinals rounds, because she went from 20 and 10 to like 7 and 3. You know what I mean? I just think that if her production didn't drop, and I want to say that's due to minutes or whatever, maybe she had a little nagging injury I didn't know about. 
But she was running away with that uh, FIBA Olympic MVP award in those games, man. Asia Wilson, man, I think that like she she's she's um she's the future, man. Like the way her game has changed a lot, the way she you know she's willing, like you know how she's willingly um you know stepping outside, um getting away from the um traditional post and, and everything, and um like she's becoming more all around, K dot. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know with Asia, um, Asia showed her dominance um, at the fourth spot, um, especially in that gold medal game. And even though her minutes um, dropped and her production dropped a little bit, um, it didn't uh, keep her from being who she was. And that was just her dominant self, especially at the fourth spot. Um, She was able to uh, show a little bit more of her versatility. Um, You know, you know that I'm going to give, you know, her all of the flowers in the world. But in that gold medal game, she missed a couple nice little right-hand layups. And I'm like, come on now, Asia. We got to do better than that. But all in all, she still dominated regardless. Um, She was able to make the adjustment the way that they were playing her. Uh, They started fronting her very early. But then she was able to make the correct adjustments and was able to get to the basket um, at will. And I'm just so proud of Asia being that this was her first time and she's going to be, I mean, this was her first time, but it's going to be many more um, Olympics that she'll dominate. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, this, they, listen, man, team USA is built with the, um, with the plays they have right now, you know, going away from the old guard of, you know, Diana Taurasi and uh, Sue Bird. Well, maybe they might be in Paris at the ages of 40-somethings or whatever. But, um, you know, there's also some other up, up, upcoming players, you know what I'm saying, like Arike a, a out of Dallas. And, um, you know, we got Stewie. We got Asia. We got, you know, it's a, it's a bunch of players, man. And also, you know, the players that's even in college right now that's going to be, you know, coming up there soon and, and stuff like that. I think that, you know, Team USA is in, is in good hands. They might. They're going to run the table out, I'll say, for the next <laughs> for the next seven <laughs> tournaments, man. By the time we old and in our 60s, man, you know what I'm saying? They're going to still be undefeated. I think they'll still be undefeated, man, in tournament play. Oh, absolutely. And I know this show, like, we always agree with each other. We don't have any disagreements. But, I mean, you, you got to, you know, let truth be truth. And you got to let facts be facts. So I do believe that they'll continue that they'll continue to dominate. And they will continue to dominate because there's too much talent in the USA that would deter us from even losing. So, you know, I definitely agree. We got so much more talent coming up. Um, Congratulations to Diana Taurasi and Sue Bird, of course, for being the only uh, Olympic athletes to have five gold medals in basketball. Um, So I definitely want to give them kudos. Um, I'm going to be straight up with you. As good as our talent is, seriously, Sue and Diana, y'all, y'all can chill. Like seriously, you got this. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just say that on record right now. You know exactly. <laughs> and also, we got to give love to uh, Coach uh, Don Staley. You know who was a part of, you know, six Team USA gold medals. She Absolutely. got three as a player. She got two as an assistant coach, and now you know her first time being an Olympic head coach. You know. She, um, she got a. Obviously, we know she got the gold medal there, but she's also stepping down too. K dot, like, yeah, I'm sad. What's going on, man? Um, I don't want. I don't want to. You know, s- speculate. I kind of already did on the on on our uh, Twitter page. Like, this definitely has some UConn vibes or whatever. I, I don't know because I don't think that she was able to put 
the team together how she wanted to. So it's it's you know she she did what she did. She got the job done, winning the gold medal and stuff. Um, you know, the first player coach to win a gold medal since Ann Donovan. You know, um, I think I think that um, it's a lot of politics, man. Like that Jay Z song, politics as usual. You know what I'm saying? And um, like, well, what's your thoughts on the whole Don Staley situation? Man, it's crazy. Like when she announced that, I was like, why? I, I, I definitely yeah. was like, why? But at the same time, you know, I get it. We know we know who's on the committee. I'm not going to, you know, get into all of that, um, you know, but I do wish uh, Coach Staley nothing but the best. Um, I, I, I truly, truly um, wish that she would kind of reconsider. I mean, we do have three years to the 2024 uh, Olympic Games in France, so hopefully she reconsiders. Um, you know, but if, if it's a decision that she's okay with, then you know, I'm okay with it. Um, so, um, big uh, shout out to uh, Coach Dawn Staley. Um, you know, she's definitely already a goat in my book, but yeah. you know, even more goaded. You know, after you know winning her Olympic. I got uh, I got an actual question, Kata, on that. Yeah. When we do our top twenty-five, is Dawn Staley in your in that top twenty-five list? I, Don't, I believe, I believe, I believe that she's in that top twenty-five. She might not be like top fifteen, top twenty. I believe that she's in that top twenty-five list. Mm, that's going. Hey, listen, Kate. I, this this list is going to be so tough, brother. This list is going to be crazy. That you know, we we are about to you know embark on this list is going to be awesome man you know um but yeah man kudos to to coach Staley you know I mean it was dope seeing a black woman coaching the Olympics too man you know what I mean it was it is dope and I wanted to see her do it again and stuff but um I guess there's some other you know candidates out there I, I heard like you know coach uh, Cheryl Reeve as you know what I mean a successor to her you know what I mean to keep the tradition the winning tradition going and stuff I think that you know coach Reeve is a good coach you know what I mean I don't, I don't have you no know, no issues with her or whatever. You know what I'm saying? She's not a coach, a uh, bunch of talented players. You know what I mean? She got, she got titles, you know, doing, doing her thing and stuff. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see how, you know, this, um, the success of, uh, from Don Staley goes, K-Dot, man, you know, that's what I'm looking for. Who you think has, um, in your opinion, should be like the next head coach or consideration? Do you have some names? Yeah, I was going to go with Cheryl Reeves as well. Um, okay. I was trying to look into the college realm, maybe, um, uh, Muffet, uh, not Muffet. Um, oh my God, the coach from Stanford. That's that's who I'm thinking. Oh, about. um, Tara um, Vanderveer. Yeah, right. Vanderveer. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about her as well, but you know, um, if they if they want to keep it, um, I mean, I I think Cheryl would definitely be a great successor. Um, you know, if she's willing to do it. Um, but um, again, you know, if they go back into the college, um, realms. You know, I think Vanderbilt uh, could be one as well. Um, so, you know, we'll see. But um, can we get Adia Bonds from from Arizona though? Yeah, Adia. Yeah, Adia. <laughs> Adia yeah. Bonds. I'm saying yeah. I, I I hate when I get names mixed up. I'm so yeah. sorry, Coach. My apologies. Yeah, Adia. Um, why why did I forget about Adia and maybe, Ooh, Carol Lawson maybe, too? Good, good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Carol. Now Carol Lawson. Listen, she did a tremendous job with three x three. Like now, now the names are starting to pile up. So yeah, I yeah. like any one any one of those coaches, you know, I would be more than happy for them to take over the realms. Um and thank you, Greer, um, for adding that um as well down there. 
So shout out to you. Um, but oh man, I ain't gonna lie to you. Now that she mentioned Kara, like I don't want anybody else to do it. <laughs> that's that's a bias that I have, like right there. So I was exactly. definitely go with Kara. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I didn't announce it at the top of the show, but we are on uh Spotify Green Room and stuff. So we got Greer in the comments, always supporting the movement. Thank you very much. You know, we we love and appreciate you. You know what I mean? More than you know, and, and things like that. Um, all right, so let's do this, Kada. Before we move on and previewing this uh to, um this game for the Commissioner's Cup, what's your your early, way, way, way too early roster predictions for the 2024 Olympic women's basketball team? One thing that I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take away, of course, Sue and Diana. Okay. Um, I'll probably add Arike to that list. Mm. Um, who? That's going to be it because I'm going to need another guard. So that's going to be tough. But we're going to have to we're going to have to do this again you know, <laughs> because that that was like straight up right on the spot. But I know for sure. I know for sure that Diana and Sue. Is, is coming off of that list. But why don't you give me your list? Uh, I, I got some names I think that should be considered. Like, I want to see Benaja Laney get some some consideration. You know, I would like to see... Um, uh, I want to see... Oh, what's the name? It's on my head right now. Um, like, Jordan Canada, Crystal Dangerfield. Um, also, when um, when she comes out of college, there's three of them, obviously, we know. No, four of them, I'm sorry. Even though I know it's just gonna be crazy, but I gotta say, like I've been watching her since you put me onto her. That's Ryan Howard. I think that she actually has a big chance to get on there, um, as well as Aaliyah Boston, because Aaliyah is not gonna have any, you know, problems making the team young. I think there's only been like three players at 22 years old on the Olympic team. I think that was Brianna Stewart. I remember when I was doing my research, Candace Parker and Diana Taurasi and stuff. So it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for these young players, but I would like to see them, like Aaliyah Boston, Ryan Howard, uh, Paige Beckers, of course, Caitlin Clark and everything like that. But also with the veterans, we'd like to see, you know, Benajelani on that on that team. Of course, Arike and everything. I want to see, um, you know, when Sylvia Fowles, she'll probably be going to as well. So I, want, I would like to see, you know, Nafija Kalia take on a more bigger role and stuff. You know what I mean? And hopefully I would like to see um, Elena Deladon back too as well when you know i mean you know if she's injury free over the next three years and stuff obviously we know you know um we'll get back we'll get to that part you know what i mean um and, and the future um of this episode and stuff but it's a lot of players kate I, honestly like i think team usa is stacked over the next couple of years it's gonna be a dog fight to get on this team because of you know what i mean the the plays that's going out so it's gonna be a a dog fight for who's going to be in you know what I'm saying? Then you got the college players, you know, looking towards the looking towards the future as well, that has a chance of getting in. So it's definitely gonna be a dog fight, Kata. Yes, it is. And all of those names that you mentioned are very good names. So you gotta keep it going. So it is gonna be a dog fight. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, well, we got the Commissioner's Cup coming up. And uh, we have the Seattle Storm against the Connecticut Sun, and this is going to be a game right here because they playing for some money. We talking about five hundred thousand dollar pool play. You know, what I'm saying the winners of the team get, uh, I want to say thirty grand. Losers get ten grand. So obviously, you're still getting a bag. 
But you know what I mean? For 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 them young rookies out there, you could probably you could probably make almost half your almost half what you already signed for already at the beginning of the of your of your WNBA career and everything. So you know, K dot. Um, I'm looking for for it to be a dog fight. Also, K dot. Before you go, we also got to mention this. Seattle, they didn't even have no practices yet. They said they was trying to get into practices. You know what I mean? Before this game is, um, while the Connecticut Sun already had nine. You know, like the the implications of the jet lag part of playing in the Olympics all that time, and then you know going to play against a team that's rested and stuff like that. So it could bode it, it could bode well for it could bode well for for um for Seattle because you know they're still ready, they're still ready to go. Some of their players and stuff, but also you know if their if their main players are main players are tired, you know what I'm saying, and you know Connecticut is not, then it's, it's going to be some it's going to be some issues. But what's your what's your thoughts on on this game? Listen, uh, John Paul Jones is going to be ready. Um, I think Connecticut is going to win this game. Um, I do think that um, UC already got my prediction right. Um, I think it's because just they've they've had more time together um, as far as the break is concerned. Um, I I do believe that while Sue Bird and Brianna Stewart and Jewel Lloyd, you know, they had played basketball, um, I just think that the fatigue is going to set in. And they're not going to get their legs up under them until maybe about the third or fourth game. So I really do believe that uh, Connecticut will come in. Uh, they'll come in hungry. They'll come in wanting that money. And I think they uh, seal the victory. Mm. Man, yeah. You know, I, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been on Team John Quell for damn near since <laughs> the beginning of the season, man. You know, and um, I think that she's just so dope. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, you know what? I'm going to go with Seattle on this one, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that they're going to come in ready. I think that this veteran championship team is going to come in ready. They want to repeat. So they this is a statement game from them. So I I um, I um got Seattle winning this game, a nice high-scoring game, 95 to 88. All right. Since she's going to score out, I'll also go high-scoring. I will go 103 to 97. Ooh, okay. Okay, 103 to 97. Okay. <laughs> That's going to be a pretty high score and stuff, man. So we're looking for some big games. And okay, um, before we get out of here, we got a, a, a Elena Del Don sighting. You know what I'm saying? Like um, Tina Charles has been carrying this Mystics team on her back. But how good this team can actually be, relies on the back of Elena, Elena Deladon, K-Dot. I think that this is the team, because we're not doing a second half, we're not going to do a second half preview of the, of the, uh, of the, um, of the season. We won't, we won't do that. But um, this team right here, if we was to do one, this team right here is the dark horse, the wild card, whatever you want to call it or whatever, because if she comes back and she's healthy, like this team right here can can make some noise, man. Come up in the standings and everything like that, man. What's your what's your thoughts on on um the Mystics chances, but mainly, you know, with um Deladon back practicing and everything. Yeah, um first and foremost I wanna give a shout out to Elena Deladon for being so strong um and trying to come back. Um and it looks like she is going to come back in full effect. Um she's going to definitely catapult this team. Um, you know, with the um, 
with Natasha Cloud, Ariel Atkins, and then Tina Charles um, at the helm as well. Um, I wish they could have um, Alicia Clark um, this year, but unfortunately with the foot injury, she's still going to be out. But Aleda Deladon is going to spark this offense a little bit more. And already they're sitting at an AC. So we can see them kind of try to jump a couple teams that's currently in the playoff spot and make their way to hopefully um, into that little top five um, space. Um, I I can see them doing that. Uh, So um, shout out to Russell Westbrook as well. Um, It was news that came out that Russell Westbrook was involved in Elena Deladon's comeback. Um, He stayed, you know, after practices, rebound for her, um, did a few things. So big shout out to him for doing that before um, he got traded to LA. Yeah, that's what's up, man. That was really dope of Westbrook to do to do that. You know, take time out of his day to you know be there for for a player. You know, what I mean, he you know Westbrook has been injured too, so he knows the the struggles and the grind of of, of coming back. Me personally, my my, yo, my back always goes out on me, and it, I have degenerative disc disease in my back, so the cartilage in my spine and my lower back is going away. Is is going to be going away? And it's scary because, you know, doctors be talking about trying to fuse it together. And I'm like, nah, I don't want you fusing it together because then I'll be severely limited. You know what I mean? But um, so I, I, know, I know that pain, man, you know what I'm saying, of, of having a, a bad back. And, you know, she has the herniated disc issue and three times, you know. So for her to to be back and, um, you know, trying to play at an optimum level, man, I think that's that's pretty dope. That's that's definitely definitely her showing her strength. And you know, she want to win. You know what I mean? She 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 won a championship already. You know, she can't she can't she didn't really get to celebrate it or whatever. You know what I mean? So she's she's trying to get her spot back, man. You know, because like before it was Stewie. You know what I'm saying? It was Elena. You know what I mean? So like she she's trying to come back and get and, and get her spot back and everything. So I'm looking forward to see how the season go with the Mystics. I'm going to be watching them you know, really close and stuff. And, um, yeah, before we get out of here, okay, dot man, what's wrong with the WNBA showing this game only on Amazon prime? I mean, I have Amazon prime, cool, whatever. I'll get to see it. But I think that a lot of fans don't have Amazon prime or whatever. And I think that this game right here for 500 grand K dot, you know, should be shown on national television, man. You know what I mean? I get it. You know what I mean? The sponsors and everything that's cool and all. Cause we, that's what we want in this league. But, I was just like, man, this game got to be on on national television or something. Man, what's your thoughts? Yeah, you already know my thoughts. It's bullshit. <laughs> you know, you know how I do it. That I was K dot corner right there. <laughs> I got, you know, I got a tweet out there that's pinned with over four hundred likes, saying mm. that I wanted to see the women's game on nationally televised um, programming. You know, in prime time, this is you could get no better than for five hundred thousand in prime time. Two teams that's going for the loot. Put it on prime time. Put it on ESPN. Put it on ABC. I don't care as long as it's nationally televised. Like, come on, like, why not? Like, why Thanks. not? You know, um, big shout out to Amazon Prime and Prime Video though. Um, they did everything they could to, to sponsor this, and I know they want to put it on their platform. But again, just like you said, a lot of people don't have Prime Video. So yeah. why not still be um, sponsored by it? You can add it on Prime, but have it on nationally televised programming. That's all I got exactly. to say about that. 
Exactly, exactly, man. You know, but hey, listen, like it's been a lot of great coverage for the W this year. You know what I'm saying? Seeing a lot more, you know, eyes on it. And so, hey, if they like it, I love it, man. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, we're going to get on out of here. Thanks to everybody for supporting the WNBA show, man. We got another episode done. Stay tuned for our episode coming up shortly uh, with us, you know, breaking down the top 25 WNBA players of all time. And we are going to rank them, you know what I'm saying, from 25 all the way down to one. I know that the WNBA has a similar thing going on or whatever, and they're going to have the fan vote for the GOAT, which I think that's kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't believe in fan vote for the GOAT because we already know who the GOAT is on that end. But, you know, um, please stay tuned for that episode. Um, also, just follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The NBA Show. I know we got to be more um, active on Instagram, but we are definitely active on Twitter. So, you know what I mean? Same thing. The WNBA Show is on Instagram and Twitter as well as check out the blogs and everything on www.265media.com. Don't forget to follow me at 265media or at Daniel Artest Pod. And also, KDOT, what's your at? Because you just changed the at, man. Oh, yes, I did. Um, follow me on Twitter at KDOT38. That's at KDOT38. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A thousand followers, so let's just keep it going. Yeah, and um, yeah, and on the WNBA show on Twitter, we have 721 followers. So help us get to that 1K, man. You know what I'm saying? With that being said, I'm Daniel Artest. That's KDOT. Thank you for tuning into the show. Thank you, Green Room, for giving us the space to have the show. Shout outs to Wayne. Shout outs to Greer. Love is love. Peace. Peace out.